Hello everybody, it is Monday, April 6, 2020, and this is another episode of Talking ATVs and Side-by-Sides, um, <clears throat> and actually I got some really good stuff planned for us today, um, you know, I hope everyone's staying safe and uh, trying to do your best to, uh, you know, not leave your house as much as possible, or if you do, it's to uh, definitely keep your distance from other people, um, I know that it's not a good thing, it's a scary thing, but as I've said before, and I don't want to spend too much time on this, but we've got to, like, stick together and, uh, you know, like, uh, do the things that we need to do and keep ourselves and everybody else safe, because, uh, again, there's lives dependent on it, and, um, again, thanks to all the frontline workers, you know, people that are still working today to make sure that we have the things we need to be okay, um, there's a lot of people, you know, like I said this last episode, doctors, nurses, policemen, firemen, EMS, all those, you know, military, truck drivers, all those people out there that are still working, you know, to make it as best as they can for everybody. Um, thank you. Uh, I, I don't know if anyone can thank you enough. Um, <clears throat> but I'm here with episode number five. Uh, again, of talking ATVs and side-by-sides, and I've got a really special one planned for today. Um, I'm going to be talking with Eric Nielsen from Rocky Mountain ATV MC, and Eric is the head of product, product development for Rocky Mountain ATV and MC, and uh, we're going to be getting a hold of him a little bit later here for uh, to kind of find out what Rocky Mountain's about, what they offer, and, you know... Uh, just kind of see what you know if, if there's, there's definitely an interest with me using them because I've used them and they got a lot of cool things a lot of cool features uh, on their website and stuff but we'll get into that when we get Eric on the phone right now uh, I want to kind of talk about something very very quick before I move on to topics um, I've also got something that works with the Sussex Valley ATV Club uh, it's like a question and answer interview email. Um, I got that sent off or written up and kind of ready to go so that I can get ready for another episode and use that interview. Um, it's actually a really good one and it's it's kind of it's kind of a, a a good uh, Atlanta Canada type conversation. So that'll be really interesting. Uh, yeah, like I said, I'm 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 starting to get emails coming in, and I'm starting to talk to people, and and it's you know it's it's kind of it's kind of cool. Um, I did get my bike back. Uh, that I got that back Friday, uh, so I spent some time over the weekend doing a little riding. I want to do a little more this week, and then I'm gonna kind of do a likes and dislikes maybe of that bike and what I have, uh, what I feel about it so far. Uh, because you know it is getting to that point where now I've got some kilometers on it, different styles of riding, different types of riding. You know what do I think of it now? So that's kind of like some up and coming stuff. Um, I do want to talk right now uh, again before we get Eric on the phone. Um, I've been going through some stuff, you know, cleaning some of my winter riding gear and trying to move some stuff around in my closet in my hallway where I keep that stuff. 
to um, put the winter stuff away and, you know, the things I'm not going to need come so much when the nicer weather comes out. And as I was going through some stuff, I found a couple of pictures. Actually, one of the pictures my uh, my son found and brought it to me um, and said, Hey, Dad, isn't this you? And I looked at the picture and sure enough, it was. Um, so as I look at this picture, this first one, it's a picture of me on the 125 that I have, the Breeze. It was a 2001. Um, and it's a picture of me across the street in the field from my house. And um, it's just kind of sitting there, maybe taking a break. Or, you know, I'm sure I was hanging out with somebody who took the picture. Um, I don't see any other bikes around, though. Um, but, you know, it was, uh, it, was, it was a fun bike, and I did a lot of learning on it. And uh, I grew on it, you know, it, it was, you know, I, I didn't have much money then and I still don't have much money to go out and buy a bike whenever I want one. But uh, it was one that I, I got to do, you know, I got it when I was 12 and I rode till I was 19. And um, I put a lot of kilometers on it. I really wish I knew how many. Um, you know, I never took the best care of it, but it lasted. And it was able to put up with a young 12-year-old right up till he was 19 and old enough to buy his own. But, you know, I know it was small and, you know, it wasn't as good as some of the stuff that the other guys had. But it was a bike that got me out. And at times, for me, that's what's important is is being out and enjoying the, the outdoors, the trails. Um, because I did. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I, I made some friends on that bike. I... Uh, Made some of my own trails later on. Um, it was small enough that I could go places that a lot of guys couldn't. I could get around big mud holes without going through them because it was only two-wheel drive. So the bike had a lot of good perks. And as I said, that bike was sold, that bike was refitted, and that bike was sold to another young fella who was going to learn how to drive something a little bit bigger than what he had already been driving. So the Breeze was kind of like my initial bike my initial experience into the atv and off-road sport and i kind of got hooked and i've kind of had one ever since that day or and i've always been involved you know I, i've gone on different rides i've gone on different um excursions and side-by-sides and different poker runs and, and met different people and you know and i've only done it here in the southern parts of new brunswick where I think that there's so much more for this province that we could create revenue to expand the Atlanta, Canada. And you know what I mean? Like, 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 like I mean, we could have like big time companies having festivals here because of our trail. I know we could. Um, it's the East Coast. It's rocky. It's, you know, hard bottom forest floor um you know there's technical riding i've said this before this is all stuff that we have to offer how can we make it so that it happens um that's the question uh send me your email send me your ideas um i want to talk i want to know i i think i i think this part of the world has huge amounts to offer in the industry um, the second picture I have is a picture of a guy that I used to bike with, uh, I know his whole family, 
Uh, unfortunately, uh, a couple of years ago, I believe it was, uh, Dave lost his life to a battle with cancer. Um, he uh, left behind a wife, uh, two two beautiful sons, um, just just awesome little boys. Uh, his mom and his dad, brother and sister. How many friends I couldn't tell you. Uh, this these, Dave's one of those guys that uh, no one's got nothing bad to say about, and uh, he was always willing to lend a hand. And you know he had a good heart, and he was just an all around a really, really good guy. And uh, you know he's missed by so many people, and he, you know he he left that impression on everybody that he touched throughout his life and uh so when i found this picture it was really important to make sure that i got to talk about it on this podcast so uh, a couple little stories i'm looking at this picture and he's actually riding his 200 big red uh through the mud uh one of the mud holes at ryan farm uh we know i've talked about that place a little bit and you know i'd been out there a couple of times with him uh i think once on my breeze a couple times on my arctic cat obviously um you know he was uh he was always the kind of guy to tinker with something. He, you know, he had some samurais and things that he worked on, and he was always doing something with his boys. You know, he's always trying to show them and, and do the right things. And uh, I'll always remember that part about him. Um, you know, he he left an, uh, an impression, like I said, on anybody he was around. Um, the three wheeler was kind of, I think, kind of what led him, if I'm not mistaken, to get into the biking the way he did. Uh, but man, he knew all about it. Uh, he had a 300EX that he drove. Um, I remember one time him and I, we were out by ourselves. I had my Arctic Cat and he had, um, the, uh, 300EX. Uh, we were heading out to Quaco Road. We were going back to his place and they're heading, cause we were done riding for the day and he was doing these fishtails on the Quaco Road and he had lost control of his bike and did like three or four 360s and went right head first into a bunch of alders on the side of the road and I was kind of nervous um I didn't know if he was hurt or what he was but when I pulled up beside him he was laughing his head off and he said did you see that and I was like uh yeah yeah I definitely did you uh you did it right in front of me um you know and then we we had done biking like I had gone with his brother and him and his parents and I think his sister had come out with us a few times and you know that was in my younger days when I had first gotten started um and of course you know life change people move on lose contact I lived in the city he had kids I had kids everything kind of happened but I remember um you know the uh the important thing that I took with me from that was you know to cherish those moments with with, with people that make you happy because he he was someone that would do that and um he he left an impression on me like i said anybody he touched and um i was very happy to know who he was and i'm very glad that i found this picture because i am going to be making sure that his family gets it because i i i know that they want to collect anything that they have of him and uh, this is a really good picture you know this just kind of takes me back to like I said when I first met Dave and I, I remember the day I, re I remember the day very clearly um, this was the day that I had gone to see the graveyard heading out 
toward Trail 31. There's a little graveyard out there. This is the day that I found out where Stony Brook was. This is the day that, uh, this is, like I said, the first day that I went to Ryan Farm. So this, this picture brings back a lot of really good memories and, uh, just remembering the family that kind of took me that far, you know, got me away from kind of the outlaw trails around my house to, to these areas where is where my ATV and experience grew. And now I just want to go farther. Now I just want to go farther out there. You know, how much farther can I go? Um, where else can I go? You know, what, what does the province have to offer? There's things about this province that I don't even know a hundred percent that I want to find out about. And I'm going to do my best to do that uh, no matter how long this, this this pandemic goes on i'm gonna work on finding places that i can go and when we talk about them i'm gonna do my best to get there and tell you what i thought about what i found out before i went and we can do it all together right here on this podcast so um what we're gonna do now is i want to just say that uh thanks for listening to uh, my little speech about my pictures because they brought back stories. I'm glad I found them. And um, now what I would like to do is get Eric Nelson on the phone from Rocky Mountain ATVMC. So we're going to go right ahead and we're going to give him a call right now. Thank you for calling Rocky Mountain ATVMC. All of our customer representatives are currently busy assisting other customers. Hello, is this Jeff? This is Jeff. Eric, how are you? I'm doing great. Sorry, we're super busy right now. and just, When you call in, you kind of have to wait for a SDSR, and then they put you through. But Oh, do you? I didn't realize that I actually had to wait for that. but And I didn't want you waiting around because I thought you were going to be working late. Yeah, all, all good, all good. Okay, right on. So, uh, Eric, listen, thanks for calling into the podcast. I know the guys up here in uh, Atlanta, Canada are going to appreciate it. Um, I just, uh, I guess, uh, we talked earlier and you said that you grew up riding dirt bikes? Oh, yeah. So, my, my family was, was big into dirt bikes and, uh, I actually started off doing some trials, as, you know, the competitive trials back in the day and then I always wanted to go faster and so when I could afford my own bike, I, uh, bought a go fast bike as is what dad always called them and it just kind of it just kind of went from there right on got in got into doing some desert racing and i, I really like the enduro enduro type stuff but man if it's if it's motorcycles and going fast i'm all about it for sure right on do you do any racing or anything now yeah yeah so still still racing i'm in the old man class but uh yeah we're, we're racing i got my girls i have daughters and uh, i've got two of them that, that race as well and so we make it a family a family thing, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, man, it's, it's always good when you can do that. I got my kids a couple of battery-operated cars right now, but, you know, they're only hey. eight. And uh, actually, my son should be on a bike here soon. But, um, so we were speaking earlier, too. You said that your family drove ATVs but for about 10 years, and then you guys switched to the side-by-sides. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, we started having kids, and well, what happened is I got, I got married, and, and the in-laws were all about... ATVs, you know, they, yeah, right. I started riding three-wheelers back in the day, you know, when they first were coming out, and so she grew up riding three-wheelers, and then went to four-wheelers, and so, she, you know, I tried to go with the family, and here I am on a, a CR500, 
and I've got her on a motorcycle, and we're trying to follow around a bunch of four-wheelers, and it just didn't work. So, yeah. so we, we got into some four-wheelers and, and had them for, uh, you know, while the, while the kids, while the girls were getting a little bigger, we were, we were on four-wheelers. We always had bikes as well, but, uh, yeah, and then it just kind of transitioned over into the side-by-sides. And uh, is that just because the family grew up type of thing, or...? Yeah, it had to do with work a little bit, too, you know, that I wasn't very interested, you know, when the first rhinos came out, but the, you know, the first trail, you know, Razor, that was, that, that was kind of fun, and then they just kind of got bigger and better from there, and, and it just, it just progressed, and it got to the point where, you know, we're, we're racing them because we're, we're doing development work here at, at Rocky Mountain, and we're, you know, we're, we're trying to decide, you know, if, how to beat the suspension up and see if the suspensions, you know, the arms, the trailing arms and the A arms and all those are strong enough. You know, we're, we're building some uh, high clearance right. suspension parts. And so, yeah, it's, you got to go out there and uh, beat them up to know if they're going to last, right? No, that's right. Uh, so you're in Moab, I believe? We're, we're close. We're like three hours north of Moab. Okay. And and so on any given day, you know, we can we can get up at five o'clock in the morning, and by the time the sun comes up, we're, we're we could be anywhere. We could be out in the desert. We could be, you know, the mountains. We're right here in the mountains. I can actually drive from my house and get up in the mountains, um, right here close to us. Or you know, three hours south is Moab. So we've we've kind of got it all right here. Yeah, that's that's awesome, man. It's uh, out out that way. I, there's a lot of real good biking, and uh, I, I watch a lot of videos. I don't know if you're familiar with Fisher Off Road, uh-huh. uh, but yep. I, I watch them guys, man. They're awesome. I, I learn a lot about uh, out that way, and uh, you know, here's a little different. We uh, you know we're on the east coast, and it's a lot of rock, uh, a lot more forest bottom floor, a, a lot of water. Yeah, you know what, man? We got the uh, the Bay of Fundy here. Yeah. And it's, uh, I believe, someone told me one time, and I, I learned this on another ATV show, that uh, the Bay of Fundy, when the tide comes in, it could fill the Grand Canyon twice. Oh, my God. Yeah, you walk down, you walk down the tides, like you go to a beach and you walk down the tides, and then you go to the, when the tide's all the way out, and you turn around, you don't realize it, but when you turn around, you just walk down a great big hill. Oh my God! Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. So uh, I got I got pictures, man. I can leave my house right here in St. John, New Brunswick, and uh, I guess we can call them outlaw trails. But uh, they'll take you to the 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 registered trails around here, and you know, leaving this part of the, like where I live in St. John, I, I can go pretty well anywhere you on on the southern parts of the province, really. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So you know, uh, there's there's some different biking experience there. Um, how the Rocky Mountain? How did the, how did this company get started? Oh, it's actually kind of a cool story. So the owner, um, he actually it was back in 1985, and uh, he'd been you know his family had owned a, a Yamaha shop, and and they'd been involved in some different things. He actually went to school to be a lineman uh, to you know work on power lines. Oh, really? And yeah, and he he got done with it and worked for a little while, and like you know what. I want to do something a little different. So he actually, his, his mom gave him a, a, a loan, you know, basically. He put everything, all the money he had, and his mom helped him out, and he ended up buying a container of tires and started selling them, you know, basically over the phone and uh, putting ads in the, you know, dirt wheels and, and 
and, you know, the ATV magazines and started selling tires, you know, just out of a, out of a warehouse and just yeah. kind of grew from there. And so now today, you know, we've, we've got two warehouse locations. We have one in Utah, you know, it's, it's about, uh, 220,000 square feet. We've got another one in Kentucky and that one is, I think we're up to like 160,000 square feet. We have two dealerships and, you know, on both warehouse, we actually have showrooms. Wow. Walk in and, and get us. So it, it's grown, you know, we're, we're looking at 600 employees as, as normal about for this time of year. And, and, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. I, I, I just want to bring up here real quick. Um, I just actually, and I want to talk about your website, too, because I found how easy it was to use. Um, I recently ordered a set of uh, those Tusk Deflex handguards from you guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, I've just, I've been using them a little bit, man, and I'll tell you, for the, the good price I got them for, you know, I think it was less than $40, and, uh, I mean, they're taking quarter-inch alders off, off, the, off the things, and they're not breaking, you know, they're real sturdy, and... You know, I put them together without instructions. They were sim like, it was very simple. You look at them and you could tell how they went together. Great. Uh, you know that, that that brings up something too is our pro proprietary lines. Yeah. So we have our house brands. So Tusk Tusk is one of them. ARC uh, some clothing, primary drive for you know sprockets, chains, that kind of thing. We have Lex exhaust. We have Rider Cargo that's more for your you know tie downs and right. and things for your your trailers. But yeah, Tusk Tusk is our main um, main brand and and so we we go about it a couple of ways. You know we have we have typical sourcing. You know. But, you've got someone overseas that is making something and they say, hey, we can make this for you. And we look at it and say, well, let's change the material or it doesn't fit quite right or let's change this and change that. So we try to make sure it's a, you know, a good value and, and then we'll bring it in and we'll sell it. And then we have, we also have um, a pretty robust manufacturing uh, facility here in uh, Utah. And so we have a, you know, a, a pretty awesome shop. We have a, a CNC laser, CNC tubing bender, router, CNC router, brake, uh, mill, lathe with live tooling, uh, you know, all the, all the stuff to do, the, all the tubing notchers and the shears and, you know, all the welding stations. And so, so we can actually draw something up in the morning. You know, we have laser scanners and we have some really sharp guys that work here you know the team is the team is amazing so we can actually think it up in the morning draw it and have it out to the shop by lunchtime and sometimes at the end of the day we've got a real part in our hands that's uh, ready to go out and bolt on something that we've got here in our stable go bolt it on and go out and do some testing and so that that makes it so we can get through that R&D process pretty quickly and nice. uh, it also is really fun Wow, yeah, I imagine. I just went into a daydream there as you were talking. Yeah, <laughs> me too. Uh, me too Eric. <laughs> uh, that, that's awesome. Uh, your website, uh, Eric, I, I found it too because I had a little bit of tracking issue when I had ordered those handguards. Oh, yeah? I literally was texting someone from my phone and within minutes. You know what I mean? It was, it was, it was settled. You know what I mean? I went on the yep. website and then you, they basically gave me a... Your website gives you a... 
a place where you can put your cell phone number in and you can text somebody that works for Rocky Mountain and within minutes it was figured out. I, I had I figured out why my tracking system wasn't working on the website and it was up and running. Like literally it was the quickest I've ever had with any company to fix an issue that I had and it was a very small one and it you know, it was no big deal. I just wanted to say like you guys have you guys must have like a whole website designing team. We we actually do. You know, it's 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 kind of cool you know building this business up from the start you know dan the owner back in the day you know he's always trying to use um you know, all the different softwares to try to work together and talk together and you know back in the day he's run into problems with the accounting software working with the payroll software working with the warehousing software and so he's just like Forget it. i'm gonna i'm gonna build my own and so he he built a team that we you know we we have a team that basically is is what they do is you know we got a whole bunch of engineers you know software engineers and uh, they work pretty hard to make sure that we've got everything we need and it all talks and and you know the, the team is always recognizing when we have issues and the and the cool part is it is is, is kind of our culture is we fix it you know if there's right. something that we can see that's a problem we have the resources to find out who which team could fix that and we can get it fixed so it, yeah right. it, it's cool right so you guys uh like i mean it's, it's unbelievable um the uh the amount of inventory that you guys would have i know um because you guys have everything like dual sport you know street bike uh dirt bike atv utv like hunting fishing like you guys you guys have it all apparel yep yep yeah it's the the warehouses are crazy and you know what the, the hard one of the hard parts is you know at least for you know canada's the same way if an order comes in before seven no sorry five o'clock local time that order goes out to our shipping companies by seven o'clock that night oh wow so, yeah so so orders go out the same day and we, we try to make it really transparent on our website if it's in stock or if it needs to be ordered or, or whatever it's that the, the numbers you see online are live numbers right and it, you know we don't do there's not drop ship or, or anything like that we, right. we know if we've got it we know when it's going to go out so this is real quick for some of the real big power sports guys that are around here um, you know, you guys sponsor a lot of people. Like, I, I can see it, you guys are at a lot of events that I watch. Um, like, what, what are some of your big locations that a, a guy could find you at? So, so we've, we do quite a bit of activation. Um, not not much up in Canada, and we're, we're actually moving towards the east a little bit. There's a couple events on the east coast in the U.S. that we want to, that we want to attend. But out here in the west, we... We try to do as much as we can. You know, we're we're some of the like the Sand Sports Super Show and some of the Overland events, and and uh, you know we're out at Glamis Sand Dunes quite a bit with a with a team out there, an activation team. But but really, it is uh, online is is where our main presence is. Right. We we, we sponsor a, a Supercross team. Um, we're involved with Supercross inside the stadium, so we're involved with Feld as well. And so you know we. We get some exposure there, but really interacting with us one-on-one -on -one would be at some of these activation events. Right. Well, um, that answers my next question. So you obviously, you uh, now, you guys get out, you just head with your different clients. And now, would you guys go out with anybody on like like a maybe a side-by-side -side run or a dirt bike run and just, just maybe to do a little like personal business, you know what I mean? Like a smaller group, maybe not so much an event, but... 
Well, you know, we we have in the past. We've we've actually had some some contests. You know that you could actually win. You know, you s- submit a submit a wide why pick me kind of deal, and 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 we brought some customers out and taken them out around Moab and and things like that. But right. kind of what we've we've done lately is we're trying to incorporate videos. You know, and and we've done a pretty good job with the adventure bikes and the you know the big dual sports where we'll go out and we'll do a ride and we'll do a video we'll share the gps tracks we'll make sure that you know exactly what you would encounter on this type of a ride and then leave it up to you guys that you can go out and you know you've got all the tools you need to plan this ride and go do it you know yeah. we, we do attend a, a couple rallies um you know the We've got one down here in Utah, the the a Sand Hollow side by side rally that we uh, attend, and we'll go out there and and ride. Um, but but really, you know, doing the the little groups of one on one, we don't do too much too much guiding. But no. Always out. We're always out testing, and we're always willing to you know include people. Hey, if we're going, right, you're more than welcome to c- come with us and hang out with us. We. We we go quite a bit, you know, with the whole testing with our proprietary lines. Right. You know, we're we're in machines every weekend. I don't. I think there's only been about two weekends this spring that I haven't been either on a bike or in a side by side or doing something. You know, an adventure bike or. Right. We're just always testing. So. Well, gee, maybe I need a job at uh, uh, ATV or Rocky Mountain Off Road. You know what I mean? <laughs> That sounds yeah, fun. Come on up. No, I. Uh, you know what? I'm going to tell you. I, it's definitely now on my list of a place place to visit. I will do my best. I don't know how we're going to do that with what's going on right now. Yeah, no doubt. But no, uh, tough times. It is tough. You know what? It's tough for everybody. But you know, all we can do is hang in there and support each other the best way we know how. Right? Yep. 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 All right. For sure. Well, listen, Eric, I'm going to let you go. That's all the time I have for today. I want to thank you for your call, and uh, I'll be in touch with you again. Okay. All right. Thanks for reaching out. No problem. Thank you. Okay. See ya. Bye. All right. There we have it. That was Eric Nelson from Rocky Mountain ATV, and I got all excited and clustered at the end of the conversation there, but you know what? That was probably one of the coolest conversations I've ever had in my life. Um, you know, you, you look into these people and you find out, and, you know, they got a little uh, thing on their website when I found out a little bit about Eric. You know, knew that he rode dirt bikes and his family had bikes for 10 years, ATVs, switched to side-by-sides, you know, it's so cool. And then just to talk to him on the phone, uh, he's a really good guy and, uh, you know, so that's Rocky Mountain ATV and they are a huge company and uh, they, they, you know, they had the, they had the, uh, the handguards I wanted and I liked the price of them so I bought them and uh, if you ever get... The chance to head down to Utah, you want to stop in to see Rocky Mountain because I plan on going there. Uh, I learned so much about like like just how the company started. That was great, man. That was really good. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, I really do. It was a little more entertaining than the last few episodes, but um, like I said, it was just going to take me some time to get, get the work done up. So I want to thank you guys. That wraps up this episode of Talking ATVs and Side-by-Sides. And I want you to please remember, always ride safe. Uh, drop me an email and tell me your stories, your opinions, what you think people need to know. Uh, at NickersonJeffrey6 at gmail.com. N-I-C-K-E-R-S-O-N-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y 6 at gmail.com. Take care. Ride safe. 
and look out for everyone else.